0: to this episode of the 9420 podcast, where we talk about the music that we love and the industry that we tolerate.
1: And not just for the season
0: Welcome to this episode of the 9420 Podcast. That was Seasons by Carolina. Hi, Carl and Greg. How are you guys doing today?
2: Hello, Nicole, and hello, Greg. Hey.
3: <laughs> I just I just sprayed. I'm just putting everybody on notice right now. I just sprayed two sprays of my Yankee candle, so I'm officially on vacation. It smells like the beach.
2: Good for you.
3: <laughs> yep. So I'm on vacation. From what? From life on life's terms. It's exhausting.
2: You know, I love about certain songs, and this is what I feel about. There are certain songs that have to be written by the one who sings them. I don't see that song being written down and demoed, and then someone cutting it. You know what I mean? I hear I it as that
3: is, I think that is very insightful.
2: That song works because she sings it the way she does. She it's just this her own flow, and that's what gives it gives it it's it's whatever.
3: And it draws you, know? you in. And yeah, one of the so, things, yeah, oh, I totally get it.
2: You know, so there are so many different kinds of songs and artists, and yeah, the, that this thing, the music. Version, I, so I, I to, like
3: it a lot. I love the the little production touches, and the, right? Know, it's like the, you know the, the trilling and you know that kind of stuff. What, what
2: it's what it's kind of like too, and people might not get the analogy, but if you listen to some of that old Frank Sinatra, Nelson Riddle stuff, yep. we're like. Well, all of a sudden like he's singing blah, 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 all these weird like things come out of nowhere like what is that but well, usually they were with horns and maybe much more they kind stabbed, of but-
3: punctuated the tracks and the lyric yeah absolutely I mean, yeah but it's just
2: but they, they were kind of bizarre and yeah, like yeah, you know and, and Husbands too they come out like wizard of oz like you feel like you're in like the soundtrack of wizard of oz it's just really cool that you know, track um,
3: actually draws you in that way you know it's kind of different i i really like i we featured yeah, yeah. it in another episode in uh I had forgotten how, episode- how much I like it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we featured her back in episode 29, so we're almost wow. to episode 50. So she's kind wow. of part of the we original are, crew.
3: We are just some podcasting fools, aren't we?
0: We are.
2: there's too, that bugs me, I'm thinking- I hate the, even the term podcast. Like I hate that
3: <laughs> podcast.
0: Oh, Carl. So what? What's the new term you would like to
3: use? <laughs> it's just stupid.
2: It's like uh, it's like a podcast. You know. Well, let's it's start just calling lame. it something
3: different. You think we haven't been discovered yet? Wait until you st- start calling it something different. I mean, right. there have been in in the circles. You know, in at it's blueberry an internet and-
2: show. It's a radio show on the internet. It's an internet radio show. You know, they've been, well, there's hating- already
3: an internet radio presence you know so but i that's mean all this is the fact is what what's funny about it is is that there have been you know serious professional business related conversations and a, and a dialogue going on for a long time since you know apple kind of it got created for the apple platform and then apple kind of was just nonchalant about it for a long time and maybe some people think because it's an rss feed and because you can operate fairly independently that maybe it could survive you know being called something different others are like no nope, it's a podcast and that's how it's been branded it's wildly successful so let's well, just from keep now it on, going
2: this is, to anyone listening this is not a podcast i refuse to be labeled as a podcast
3: this is well, a piddle, people, piddlecast let's call it a piddlecast it's
2: not, it's not, we're not casting anything. I'm not. I'm not in an iron mine. I'm not building iron. I'm not casting anything. I'm just talking over microphone on the internet. So this is a, an internet talk
3: show. Well, the problem is, Carl, you want to ban the internet. You want to you shut it You do. You want to pull down. the plug. So well, then, I then guess this will exactly. just be a conversation we have on a weekly basis amongst ourselves. Well,
2: I, I think I want to get to that point where basically we can yeah. have nothing to do with anything. We'll just sit in our room by ourselves and think and, and, <laughs> and expect people to just sense it.
0: So basically, you want to create the void. That Greg already lives in. Oh,
3: no, see, Nicole, you're getting more and more comfortable with giving me hell. I just
0: bring it up because before we started recording, and uh, you hopped on, Carl had said, "Why don't we change this to the Void Cast?" So,
3: ah, well, now I'm I'm all right with that. Let's let's call And, and the to void the people cast.
2: listening. Why we call it the Void? Because Greg, I love Greg dearly, but sometimes, like when you communicate with Greg, it's like you you email him or call him or send him a text, and somehow it just goes into the void and, and and you might get a response in a month in a, in a week you know and then oh or else you, you say did you send me something i says yeah well where is it i don't know greg it must be in the void and then he'll, he'll dig <laughs> through the void the emails and oh here it is you know so so it always it gets lost in the void so we call everything that goes to greg yep. is in the void so that's kinda, where that comes
3: from. Kind of like Hooterville. Yeah, I'm in my own little world.
2: Definitely our own little mm, world. with his, right. his candle, <laughs> <of the> <laughs> no, He's wanted, burning he's, he's his candles. One of the things
3: I want he's burning.
0: He's misting his candles. You know, uh, is, is, it a, is that
2: a candle? Uh,
3: no, they make like a little aerosol spray. I'm sure the carbon footprint is disastrous, but- So, 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 you,
2: so it's like an air freshener that Yeah, it's like a little, little,
3: little can, a tiny little can of air freshener. And this one that I've kept for several years, because you can only you can only use maybe a spray or two at a time. I've had this for several years. It has a beautiful picture of a of a, a idyllic beach, and it says "sun and sand." And I spray it, and I go on vacation. Oh
2: man, I I don't know what it'd be like to live in that world of yours. <laughs>
3: Hey, let's uh, on a serious note, here's something I wanted to talk about this week. So um, I wanted to give a, a shout serious
2: out.
1: Note. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: well, it, it actually is quite from the void, but uh, I did want to give a shout out to some people that I've been following for a number of years in the exotica uh, genre. And I wanted to Lament <laughs> about all these genres because fact of the, the matter exotica? is,
4: hey, what is that?
0: First off, is this even well, a safe place to go? Well, I mean, uh, we're not- oh yeah, of
3: st- course, stripper
2: of music. Course.
3: So, exotica music is basically, I guess, the origins of it, or kind of orchestral arrangements, you know, born out of the forties, fifties, became popular in the sixties. People describe it as like a an amalgamation of jazz and orchestrated work stuff that you would have heard in a bachelor pad in 1963 you know that kind of thing and why so, are you talking about it? and well so i have been following this band called uh ixtuela how
0: and, do you spell that uh,
3: well <laughs> it's it's a, it's got a very strange spelling uh they're from sweden we'll put it in the notes I don't, e- I don't even know if i can spell it hold on let me um i-x-t-a-h-u-e-l-e but uh, right, yes, the reason i bring the- them the- up they made this amazing record, uh, and it's just been released. Are you familiar with a song that was cut many years ago, actually, in 1948, and it was a hit? It was called Nature Boy. No. Da, 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 a very strange, enchanted boy. That was written by a guy named Eden Abiz. He's considered like a kind of a when the hippie culture met. You already mentioned Frank Sinatra and people like that. So these cultures kind of collided, and uh, Nature Boy became a hit. He only made one album in the '60s, but he had uh, a pretty famous body of work that never got recorded. And this band, this Exotica band, they have made a record called Dharma Land, which he wrote. And I just think, I just think it's extraordinary. It's a really, really beautiful record. I highly recommend it. It is very out there. The fact of the matter is that I was going to go on a little mini rant about genres and about how, you know, hey, I like some strange stuff, right? But why does it have to get pigeonholed into Exotica? Or why does it have to get pigeonholed into Bachelor Pad, you know? I mean, why can't we just like what we we like? My theory is that it actually doesn't do anything to help people discover new music.
2: Well, because the world seems to be where they got to they pigeonhole everything and put everything in its place so they can categorize it so we can know what it is. Because if anything we can't categorize, we're kind of afraid of. I think everything in the world, uh-oh, uh-oh.
1: <laughs>
2: and this isn't even a rule. This is a true thing. I believe this. Everything in the world, everything is based on fear. Everything. And when they're afraid of something, the more they're afraid of it, the more they want to categorize it and put it in a box and make it nice. And that's where this that's where I feel this stuff comes from. Yeah, that's I think that. Uh,
3: yeah, I think that uh, a lot of the genres come from. I recently uh, heard an episode of this extraordinary podcast called uh, Cocaine and Rhinestones. Uh, now,
2: why, okay, now, why is it extraordinary? How can a podcast be extraordinary? The you know, host,
3: he. Um, uh, there's a funny,
2: funny comedian who talks about words and how we misuse words in this language. When the guy's online in, in a Starbucks, right? And the person in front of him orders like a strawberry cappuccino or whatever. And when she gets it, she goes, she takes it and he goes, wow, this is awesome. And <laughs> he goes, really? <laughs> that's awesome. So if that's <laughs> awesome. What is like, you know, having your first child or or the cure for cancer? What do you call those then?
3: Hyperbole, you know, I, right? You know Hyperbole. what I can't
2: stand? You know my new thing now? And I have this with, with all the artists on Instagram. And I'm sorry guys, you all do it. I hate the phrase. They're also super excited. They're super excited about everything. (laughs) I just, I'm super excited. Well, I'm super
3: excited about Dharma Land. I'm
2: never, I'm never super excited. (laughs) You're never super excited
3: about anything. But (laughs)
2: everything, everything super excites them. I just did this. I just, you know, put air in my tires. I'm so super excited.
3: So back to my Um, point. So uh, Tyler May and Co has this extraordinary podcast called Cocaine and Rhinestones, and he. Tracks the history of country music. By the way, the reason it's extraordinary is because if you take a look at this thing, the research that goes into every episode, I mean, 20 or 30 books uh, read extraordinary um, like research and back history. Background on how the uh, episodes are put together. Right, it's just everybody
2: re- can tell. Like our podcast is is so researched and well. Oh yeah, ours is very
3: researched. Yeah,
2: <laughs> press the button. Let's, I think I got something I can say.
3: Any, anyway, the, uh, hit, hit, the point that he made that I thought was pretty interesting was the idea that a lot of the genres have been created as descriptive terms for the charts back when the charts meant something. About creating, the word genre
2: bothers me now. Because yeah. genre is another one. It's like marquee. Why do we adopt these foreign words in our English language? <laughs> genre is not an American word.
3: What's the American so what, word? So
0: what would you call them?
3: We could call it a style, but I I don't- Right, style.
2: I I want to use style. uh, Genre. Come on, all of a sudden we're French?
0: But style also opens it up to more, so.
3: (sighs) My original point was that we don't need any of them, you know, because if I want to listen to some weird record about, you know, the first hippie, it ain't going to get any radio airplay. The only thing it's going to get is the attention and the appreciation (laughs) and the admiration of people that are following this kind of thing, you know?
2: want to play another song. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: we featured Bridget Ryan on episode 37 as our featured artist and episode 39 as our question of the week artist before our new format. But her song, Type of Girl, is definitely, it's not necessarily like Carolina's, but we all have all loved it. So we wanted to feature it. I
2: think it's it's very syncable for like a movie Mm -hmm. or a film. Let's hear it. It's Type of Girl by Bridget Ryan.
5: think about burning the bridges I'm still crossing girl on your breath, making me feel hypnotized Give me a chance to open up my eyes wide I'm not the type of girl to let it all go for a guy doesn't even know Deepest, darkest fears And fantasies And even if I did I'm still not that type of girl Not that type of girl Not that type of girl Not that type of girl, type of girl. Let's talk this over
0: That was Bridget Ryan's type of girl. And Carl, like you said before, it's definitely, especially with what TV and film is putting out yeah, now. Yeah, I, I can
2: see that definitely in, a, in like one of these cool TV shows. Um, yeah, the teens
0: like, and tweens and even like right, young adults. It, it's
2: a great show, a great montage tune where the girl's walking around the park because the boy dumped her or something. Yeah. You know, like, which, which is a great placement for a song. I'll say you another thing too about singers though, and this is another pet peeve about singers. I noticed this on American Idol too and like uh, even The Voice. There are these guys who have great pitch and great, you know, range, which is wonderful, you know, which is like, you know, but the thing that I find that that is one of the most endearing things for me, for singers, is the way they pronounce and present words in a song. To me, as a writer, there are so many words that I just can't sing or just not singable, so I'll never write them down. Even though there are times where I, the word was the best lyric, you know, it made the most sense, but it just didn't sing right, so I had to find something else, you know, it's, because it's a song. And like to me, that's what I loved about David Bowie. I loved about Elton John. These guys ain't maybe great singers, per se, but they just said words great. I just loved how they said words. And sometimes these singers they don't sing their words right. You know, they, they, they don't phrase it correctly. Like the words are good and their voice is good, but they don't just, because I think like anything else, being an artist and songwriter, and tell me if you agree with this, Greg, there are songs that I've you know written where I've played out for months. And from the day I wrote it to the time I recorded it, it might've been about six months of gigging with it. So I learned how to sing the song. Yeah. So just because you write a song doesn't mean you don't know to sing it right away. You know, it, it might sound weird. No, but no, I it, totally,
3: totally get that. It takes so while to uh, go uh, in. Go ahead. I was snickering when you were when you were describing that because uh, last night, at like 2 o'clock in the morning, the dogs start barking. So I'm thinking, all right, what's this all about? I grab my phone and, you know, half asleep, I'm fumbling with my phone. And somehow I hit upon.
2: Well, wait a second. Wait a
3: second. Your dog starts
2: barking in the middle of the night. So you grab your phone? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What does that have to do with anything? To call 911?
3: Well, no, 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 no I, 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 I grabbed my phone to use it as a flashlight so I could. Oh,
2: so yeah, we didn't know that know, part. Uh, yeah, um. yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. So, But anyway, I grab my phone and so I end up on this like this random video uh, of Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Okay. Talking about Blinded by the Light. And it was really funny because what you were describing about how, you know, it's important how.
2: He's explaining the song?
3: Uh, yeah, he's explaining the song. Oh yeah, I love and he's, that.
2: I know what you're talking about.
3: No. And he says, uh, I think it was from an old VH1 show or something. But right, right. He, he's sure, actually, sure. He, he makes the comment that it's like, it's the pronunciation of the word deuce that actually made it his only number one song. Because it, it got pronounced like douche. As opposed to Deuce, and uh, he's like, you know, hey, whatever works works. It's my only number one, my only radio number one hit. So, Is that bizarre to
2: think of that? Yeah, you know, you know it's funny you say that. You know, and I, I was friends with like um, back uh back in the day. <laughs> I um. I was in the studio and Richard Cannata, who at the time was in the Billy Joel band, you know, I was in Long Island, we're doing a track and Billy Joel had just come out with The Stranger, right? And it was yeah. just getting a lot of airplay right before he got really big, you know, he already had Piano Man and stuff, which really didn't do well initially, but what, yeah. what broke him was the song Moving Out. That was a song that broke Billy Joel. Then came Just The Way You Are and then everything else, then it became huge. But to me, I told, I'm telling Richard Cannata, he thought I, was, I thought I was crazy. I said, "Richie, you know why that song broke? Because when he said, working so hard can give you a heart attack, act, 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 I said, it yep. was the act, 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 that made that song break. That is the one, if you ask me why Billy Joel's is famous, that's the one thing that broke everything. Then all of a sudden, yeah, am I it's, stupid, it's,
0: or? No, a, stupid? No, you're not
3: stupid. It's a trick. It's syncopation. And we, our ears, like syncopation.
0: If you think about the song and you think about, Listening to it and having that not act, 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 act being there, it wouldn't have been as good. It probably yeah. would have never broken. It became That's,
1: the and book.
2: And then once that broke, then just the way you are broke, then people went back and saw, um, you know, a piano man, and, and then all of a sudden, you know, he was great. And then, then he couldn't do any wrong for like the next four albums, you know, he was huge. And I think that was the one, if you can bring it to one moment, it was art at that, Act, <laughs> And even Richard that I was a joke. That's I, you know, great, come on, yeah. I said, No, that's it. You know, if I would have met Billy, I would have told him that the same thing. You know?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he would have uh... he would have <laughs> loved it. <you> know? yeah. <laughs> now now that
0: New York is um, from what I understand, mostly open, is he still selling out Madison Square Garden?
2: Yeah, I guess he's gonna go back to his, his residency at the garden once a month, man. That's crazy. Yeah.
0: Do you want to play another song? Are we gonna talk <laughs> after it or are we gonna just Yeah, just, no, I think we should talk after
2: it. Okay this one I, I like again the reason why we chose these songs they're all like they're all syncable. You know, they're all syncable, but they're all like you know female singer songwriters, but all and kind of saying the same thing in a weird way, but in in just different genres
3: I think different they defy types. they defy genre you know i mean no, I, they, I they, like they, that about
2: it anyway, this is Carrie Welling, good to me.
4: Tables For men who change lives And I know all their names But they they just forget mine And I sang for them before And they'll open up their doors If I'm more like this Like a Taylor Swift With a throwback twist It'd be perfect But you need a hit And God, I hated it And I searched for what they were looking for until I was just looking for myself. So finally, I'm gonna be. Stick red on my cigarette And the warmth of a stranger Who's got a light
0: good to me all right so that was Carrie Welling good to me I like about her song is the lyric specifically. She is a great lyricist and kind of pulling you in. And, and well,
2: she nailed, she nails it. She yeah. nails the sentiment. I get that because you know coming from New York, you know I bartended for a long time. So and, and a lot of the waitresses and and cocktail waitresses were were singers or actresses, and I know exactly what she's saying. Like you know these people would like and and then all of a sudden hey that isn't that a someone would come into the restaurant and go. Isn't that like the producer of that show? Maybe, and, and so they try to be nice and try to slip him a resume or slip him a, a headshot. And yeah, it's, it's, I mean, finally, but it's like, but again, it, it's ridiculous, this world we live in about this need to have to prove ourselves constantly. It's such a bizarre world. And it must yeah, be harder for just, women. I hate to say it. You just you know?
3: do what you do, and uh, hopefully, you'll, you know, uh, enough people will find you. But they, see, you. but they don't. And see, they, I, I really think they in will that. They
2: don't, man. You know, who, Greg. The squeaky wheel gets the oil.
3: How the- many people? <laughs> how many people that are going to listen to this podcast? If that's it's what we're calling it. How many people that are going to listen to this never knew anything about an obscure band in Sweden? That just made a record even, uh, of fifty-year-old the songs.
2: They don't even know how to pronounce the name because the guy talking about it can't even explain what the people are called. You know, well and,
3: as you as you always say, um, Nicole, let's get us out of here. You
2: know what I think about that? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: right, are we done? We're done. <laughs> I think that's how we need to. I think that needs to be our exit music now.
3: I would, uh, I'd also I'd also like to announce I'm leaving the, the you podcast. Go, you're going to the, the void. The, yeah, yeah, right.
0: You're just going to go full on vacation in the void. Full <laughs> on
3: Daniel. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, Get us out of here.
0: All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the 9420 Podcast. For all of the things that we have spoke about through this episode, you can go to our website, which is 9420.com. That is the numbers 94 and the letters T-W-E-N-T-Y. Until next time, we'll talk to you all later.
2: Say night, Greg.